Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankhorn. And I'm Kim Crumbly. And together we are Counselor Accents. Good day to you. Good day to you as well. I, I see that you've got a... Yes, okay. I've got my buddy who needs to be held today. So the only way to make this happen is to hold him. Hey, so we make these work however we can. We make these work however we can. If you have been, uh, before I even get into our guest, I'm so super excited about having her on today. Before I even get on into this, um, for those of our listeners who've been following us, I you may have picked up the struggle that we've had over the last couple of years with my little boy, uh, who is not little anymore. He is now, how old are you? Yeah. Yep. He will say he's four. He's actually 26 years old and he is sitting in my lap and I'm rocking him. He, he, uh, has some, some, um, obstacles that he has overcome. And he's like my hero, I say, but he, uh, it's been physical up until a couple of years ago. And then it was, he was having trouble regulating his emotions. And it was, Laura has walked every step of this struggle with me. And um, so it, she knows what a struggle it has been. So we got into a medicine fiasco where the medicines that were supposed to be making him feel better, uh, helping, uh, with depression and, and uh, impulsivity and all the things which we had never had to deal with. It wasn't working. And now after two years, we found something that worked for him. And I know he's better. And this is how I know he's better. This is what I was going to tell you, Laura, that I hadn't got to tell you yet. Uh, This morning he took the direct TV apart and brought that in. He, uh, we heard him hammering and by the time we got to the wall, he had hammered a hole in the wall and that was because he was working on something, you know, and, um, let's see. Oh, he took parts of the truck apart that like the little lot in, in, uh, in the inside interior. So that's several hundred dollars to get fixed, but we are super super excited because that's our old Clanton back yeah I mean he now he had lost interest now he's back he's back baby so we when he brought us the direct tv this morning and it was completely taken apart he was like you're welcome see <laughs> what I have done for you and we're like yes look at you so we're super excited that we're having to fix the wall and uh you know he likes to see how things work and uh, we're just excited that he's back to taking, oh. you know, causing us hundreds of dollars worth of damage. It, he's back, baby. Money well spent because. Money, yes. Oh, man. It, it's been a long road for you. I mean, he is medically fragile and he doesn't have his ears in right now, I'm guessing, because he's sitting right there. He, he does. He does. Oh, you he do. Does. Yeah, yep. He's got he's got one of his hearing aids in. Okay. Um, so I'm, he's hearing half of what we're saying, but okay. obviously, uh, since I'm holding him, he'll allow me to say anything about him, which is his yeah. favorite thing to do is hold. And so, be talked um, about, which lets me know he is yours because he loves to be talked about, and so he loves to be talked about. I always say good, bad, or indifferent. If you're talking right. about it, that is wonderful. 
But uh, yeah, so, you know, and as, as I've told you, this has really helped me. The physical, I understood. The physical struggle, I could yeah. understand because he is medically fragile and has all the things medically and, and physically. But when we got into the mental, mm -hmm. I thought I had been right through the ringer until we got to the mental. And that part was the scariest, hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. And, um, but we're coming out the other side after a really lot. I didn't think that was an answer. And uh, it's really helped me understand my students better uh, that are on medicine. I understand the parents struggle better. I can listen better. Um, so, you know, I think we can take all the experiences that we go through in life. And, and it's certainly, as we say, we do not want to go through anything without using every drop of it that because it. then it's, it's wasted. And so we learn and all the time. We'll be, you'll be aggravated, Laura, about something and you'll say, but you know what? I'm using it. I'm mm -hmm. using it. So you can either make you help to make you stronger or you can use it and it'll destroy you. So, um, you know, I think whatever your experience is as a school counselor, mm -hmm. use that all the, because we all go through, like my husband said, the, the, the ditch is deepest, whatever ditch you're in, that is the deepest ditch. So we can look at somebody else and say, I can't believe, I don't know how they're doing this. I can't believe they're having to go through this. How are they doing it? And uh, one of the things we've learned and what we say is don't, don't go through it without making you stronger and I think in using it mm -hmm. so anyway yes we've got holes in the wall to repair now and and uh but they're not holes out of, it's not holes out of anger it's and not it is like I am what? back I'm back baby I gotta figure out how this works let me fix this because he is a he's a fixer and a uh take her he likes to take things apart you know and so it had been years since he took my school computer apart and I had to call the school system and say mm, yeah he has literally dismantled my computer and of course they know client and they were like well yes of course he did we'll get you another one so and I just love how much your school system loves you because you know it whether it's Clanton taking your computer part whether it's you <laughs> dropping it in the bottom of your pool they're so good to take care of they're you. like oh another yeah, one okay. Kim? sure another here, one's on its here, way they don't cost much here's another one well yeah. you know I, it is Cl Clantner. I should have just blamed that last time it dropped it but that went to my blind husband which is a whole nother story I really want everybody to go bless her my blind husband accidentally got the chair too close to to the pool that he was just going to scoop me over to the pool and the, that that computer just it's amazing what a computer will do to a pool which was will, days after your blind dog drowned in the pool that <laughs> <laughs> was so sad I was so sad I know I know I know even the animals I have even the animals I have and I don't buy these animals with with things they just have things you so know come to think of it my health has really gone down since I've been hanging out with you I've lost a couple of really has while hanging out with you I had a near-death experience I need to have a warning that comes with me because I have had some really some I have some stories as you know I have yeah. some stories that absolutely you can't wrap your head around and believe that they've actually happened but they have there's all proof there that these yeah. things have happened 
So I am super excited about Laura because whether she is or not, boy, she acts like she's a fan. I really think she loves people. She loves us and she encourages us. And I am so excited that yes. you have her on today. Cause I just, I just love this woman. It's just that immediate. I love you. Yeah. I've met you. I love you. And you're of course talking about our guest for the day who is Laura yes. and she is a school counselor in Kansas and just amazing from the minute we met her, we just were like, okay, we want more of her. If you could bottle up what she has, then it would be a bestseller because she just exudes this energy and positivity. And you're going to hear that in the episode today. And it's just so timely. I think, you know, here we are mid-year. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we are just starting the new year, 2023. And I think this is a great episode to kind of get your mind in the right place for the rest of the school year. And, you know, you get thrown into the school year, you have all these good intentions, and then the school year actually happens. And life, as you just mentioned, we all have personal life that we try to balance with our professional life. And it's very, very difficult sometimes um, to keep the happy face on at when we're at school or even at home or whatever. Um, so I think this is a very good episode and very timely for whatever season you're in, whenever you're listening to it, I think there are nuggets that you can take away. So pull up the stadium seat, grab a bag of popcorn, pop that Coke and enjoy. Well said. Kim, we have an old friend with us today. I just- I shut it right now. Okay. My old friend who I'm absolutely in love with. It's one of those people that when you meet them for the first time, you feel like you've met a kindred spirit. That's Am I right? You're exactly right. Um, she's also your duet buddy because when we were in Austin, you wanted to sing. Uh, if you if want play in to play in Texas, you yeah. got to have a fiddle in the band. And so is she got caught up in the spirit. And the next thing I know, she and I are up singing this in front of hundreds of people. And, and I feel as if we didn't love her already before that moment, that's like, it sealed the deal. And so it sealed the deal. I, I just, I just love her spirit. And it is, I, I imagine everybody that meets her feels this way, just feels like a best buddy. Uh-huh. She just is so kind. And so uh, she was so gracious to us. And just, you know, she just exudes joy and all the things that you wish everybody had this quality. I wish I had this quality She's uh, like more so than happy. I do. It, well, and I, wish I think you, I bet you love everybody, don't you, Laura? I bet you're just the kind that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I wish I could say I did, but I do. I, I love good. things about everybody, but though there are definitely people who don't love me and. And I can respect that and just say that's okay. And, but everybody, I always tell my kids, everybody has something great about them, but I'm sorry for ca- you guys, counselor accidents. Like when I met you two years ago, I mean, I fangirled from here on out. Like, oh, what how do you not enjoy being around you two? Oh goodness. And I believe you had a message specifically for me, not Laura. Laura, please. You're out of this moment for right now. Go ahead, Laura. Yeah. Congrats on your school counselor of the year. What? I can't believe you brought that up. Thank you. That's embarrassing. That doesn't feel rehearsed at all. So <laughs> <laughs> she started in. Congratulations. I said, save it for the show, sister. 
Oh, so our guest today is Laura Douglas and you, Laura, are a school counselor. You're a middle school counselor in one of our favorite states. So why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll get going. Yeah. So I'm Laura Douglas. I am a middle school counselor for Royal Valley Middle School in Mayetta, Kansas, which is a tiny little town in Northeast Kansas. Um, my school makes up three different communities, which is Hoyt, Mayetta, and then the Prairie Brand Pottawatomie Reservation. And um, so it's it's crazy. I actually am the counselor at the school that I grew up in. Um, yeah. So it's been a crazy ride. Um, but to be back in my community, in a community that I feel is pretty, I mean, I know I'm biased, obviously, but pretty unique and just a ton of amazing things going on in it. How special. Yeah. Yeah. What else about me? Um, I'll get into it a little bit through when we talk a little bit more, but um, I'm a foster mom. I am a dog mom and a, well, a cat mom, but like, let's admit it. Like she ain't going to admit it either. Um, <laughs> I am a child at heart. I love Legos. I love all things fun. And um. I did not take that linear path to become a school counselor. I have a degree in interior design and I just missed kids and missed being around them and decided to go back and then have just found incredible joy throughout this whole journey. Oh, I love that. It is so neat. Yeah. I love you more. I know. Like, how is that possible? But here we are loving you more. Yeah. Well, you, um, had an important presentation this week and you posted something about that. And I was like, Oh my God. You jumped on it. You jumped on it. I knew if it came from you, it was going to be top notch. Excellent. And And you uh, said that this is going to be fresh on her mind. We're going to do it. Like we're going to get this down down quickly. So um, I asked you what your topic was and I was like, oh my goodness, would you please come on the counselors, whatever, whatever this is, would you please come on our podcast? And you graciously accepted and we're so grateful. So I want to jump right in to um, your topic. So let's start wherever you're ready. Yeah. So I was asked by Olathe Public Schools if I, their director is a, a good friend of mine. And she said, you know, would you want to come present to our counselors for a PD? Like, and being a small school, we don't get just counselor PD. So I was like, well, of course. So what do you want me to talk about? And she was like, well, I, what is it that you're good at? And so I kind of talked to my other counselors, you know, in my district. And I'm like, I don't, what am I good at? Like, I don't really, I don't really know. And they're like, you're really good at the unknown and the yuck and the, like, just being there. And I was like, okay, well, that's a great way. Like, that's, you're a hundred percent right. Like, I am not the person with the answers. I am not the person to solve things but I'm the person to sit with you and help you. And hopefully we kind of get somewhere in that. And so I, well, I told the joke that when we were, when I was making my presentation, like a good human, I didn't make it till the day before. And I gave up (laughs) right around lunchtime the day before and decided I'm going to go to Dairy Queen because that's how you solve things. Absolutely. And and so then on the way Oh my gosh. So on the way there, I was like, I don't know, like, how am I going to present this? I got 800 things going through my mind. And I started thinking about like Brene Brown is, well, she's my best friend. She doesn't know it yet. Um, but look how, well, I mean, I got into YouTube. I can get to Brene next. Um, and like all the things in my journey that she has taught me and that I've just integrated into my life. And then she had a speaker, uh, Abby Wombat, who is a soccer player. She is 
the bet like she's had the most goals out of men and women in soccer like we're not just talking about a good woman soccer player we're talking about a dynamite soccer player and she had her on her podcast and she has this book called Wolfpack and I have read only the young adult version because that's who I am as a human um (laughs) and I just when I think about how I do things and how I go through my life it really did kind of pivot how I think about things and what I do and I just think that they're pretty dynamic things. So I have a little bit of Brene in there, a little bit of Abby, a lot of Abby, if we're being honest. Um, just because in my journey, like I said, I don't have the answers. I am not school counselor of the year by any means. Like I don't run great small groups. I struggle getting those done. Um, but I think like all of our counselors, you know, like we we know what our ask of positions are. We know what we're supposed to be doing. But when we get into our role, it's not that. And oh, girl, that was so well said. That was. And and I want to tell you, it doesn't matter. I I think what you just said, and I I know we're we're you're rolling along here, and I hate to even interrupt, but um, I don't think that if we're, I don't think a good counselor is ever going to feel like they're good enough, and so we're none of us getting, especially right now. This is this is a hard time for everybody. I don't think any of us are getting everything right. And yeah. I absolutely struggle with Laura struggles with so that's I think that's good for all of us to hear from each other that you're presenting and I've been awarded and Laura does nothing. So anyway. Right. But um no, I mean even having this podcast people think you have all the answers and you must be this great and wonderful counselor. But we str- all of us struggle with the very same things all the time. We're not there. And for you to say that, again, just shows me what a great leader you are. And other counselors need to hear that. I don't have it together. So I'm going to let you continue on. I'm sorry for that outburst. No, always. Both of you don't hesitate. And so, you know, like I said, I did not take that linear path to be a counselor. Um But I also will always say, and I think maybe what I want everyone to do is just to own their own story. And Brene has taught me that out of anybody is owning and loving your, uh, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. And that, um, that was in Brene's gifts of imperfection. And she like, it just made me a whole nother person. I think like I was in a horrible, uh, emotionally abusive relationship before I went and got my master's in counseling. And like, I think we all get in these shame spirals and we're like, oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. But they're like, everyone goes through these things and that doesn't make you a bad person. It means you love someone. And how do we go from it from there? And so I don't know. I think there's just such beauty in some of those things. And that's who we are as leaders. Like you said, you know, I think part of the reason who I am as a leader is, is this empathic and just caring and loving human. And that doesn't always work for everything, but also it does work for a lot of things and especially works for human connection, which is what we all strive for. Um, and so I think that just knowing those things and having confidence in those, like that's kind of where it really comes down to. And, and yeah, cause owning your story, like that's, it, that's part of the battle, I think. Um, so Abby talks about in her book in 1995, I believe it was, they reintegrated wolves back into Yellowstone National Park. And I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not a teacher. I was not a teacher to ever start with. I was a security guard. I was a wedding coordinator. I've been everything else but a teacher. 
And you and Laura. I know. It's like, <laughs> that's me too. Kim makes fun of me, but yeah, never a teacher. I went to name I- something random and she'll say, yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I started teaching at 21, and so I've always been in education, but I think it's very interesting to have your perspective and both of the Laura's perspectives because it is a different pathway, and it it does make a difference, and I think it takes everybody. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Um, But I just want to make sure it was out there that, like, I'm not trying to educate you on the Yellowstone story. This is just part (laughs) of it. Get it wrong. Like, I'm a counselor, and I'm imperfect, and I love it, and I'm sorry. (laughs) But, like... These wolves, so they integrated these wolves, which the deer had overrun Yellowstone, and they, you know, so they, for seven years, they weren't there. So they integrated these wolves. And, I mean, how many people really want to run into a wolf in the middle of anywhere? No one. But these wolves changed the whole entire ecosystem for Yellowstone National Park. The deer were now in check because they had, they were no longer top of the food chain. And so with them being in check, they stayed out of the valleys, which allowed the grass to grow back around the river. So even the flow of the river train changed. The tree population quadrupled. And this was just in the next five years. Um, Beavers and animals all came back. And so then it was this healthier ecosystem, all because of a wolf, like of something that we're so scared of too, I think. Um, And so I think like, so she talks about how this, like, throughout, that's why she calls it wolf pack and how these wolves are like, how many people are scared of change? Everyone's scared of change. I'm scared of change. And, but why are we scared of it? Like, we're scared of the unknown of it. We're scared that it'll take us out. Um, but there's really nothing to be really completely scared about if we can adapt and move with it and see what's going on with it. And so just by integrating that. So she has what you call these old rules and the new rules. And so one of the old rules was stay on the path. And the new rule is to create your own path. Um, And this is where she talks about Little Red Riding Hood. And, you know, we're all told that story growing up and you stay on the path and you don't be curious because if you don't, what's going to happen? The big bad wolf will get you, right? Um, And her call to the wolf pack. And I think these are what are so pivotal and so like just hit you right in the gut is wear what you want, love who you love, become what you imagine, create what you need. You were never Little Red Riding Hood. You were always the wolf. And I just like, and so that's where I go back to like owning your own story and owning who you are. Um, And when I talked to the counselors this week, I said, create your own path. Like you are your own counselor. There is no other counselor out there like you. Own it, rock it. There's no other human like you. Um, I came to a school and the first year, like, well, a school, my school, and the first year I was here, I only had to meet two new teachers. And I had already been out of high school for 11 years. And the two teachers that I had to meet actually had already been here for like 14 years because I was in high school and didn't have them. And so they hadn't seen a counselor like me, um, good, bad, or indifferent. That's what it is. And so I had to try create my own counseling program. And is it perfect yet? By no means. But you just start small and you create what you want and you do and I say create what you want. Don't create what you want. Create what's right by students. But and but cultivate meaningful relationships. Own who you are, love who you are in it. And so this is actually where I went through the and you know showed people a little bit more about who I am and more about me because I am pretty unique. Uh I'm a foster parent and that has been incredibly changing in my life in the last two years. Um, I'm also a boy mom, so they call me Doug, which is always fun and different. Um, I'm the world's best auntie. Um, 
and then I feel like you guys have my slides, but not everyone else was, I ordered a stuffy with my face on it for my oldest brother because my niece was in the stranger danger phase of life. And I didn't have time for that. Like when they get here, I need her to love me and I need her just to want to be with Auntie Lala. And so I sent him a stuffy and it didn't completely work for Christmas, but I will tell you it worked in my heart because now my oldest brother has a stuffy <laughs> in his house and that's the best thing ever happened. Oh my! <laughs> that is hilarious, and I love that. Right? Um. So, and I let myself be completely authentic with my kids. I love Legos. I've collected them only really in my adult life. Um. And so, my office is decorated with Legos. I love unicorns. Um. So, I have motivational posters with unicorns that you know you may have stopped believing in unicorns, but they never stop believing in you. Um. My clothes kind of reflect the joy and the human that I want to be. And so like I'll wear dinosaur shirts and shark shirts and today I have a beautiful rainbow on. Um, I am in the top 0.5 listeners for Taylor Swift. I don't oh. understand completely what I see. <laughs> I don't completely understand it, but I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. And then I also have a therapy dog that comes to school with me. I've worked um and I can't take full credit for it. I had another teacher, Miss Zool, our reading specialist, and she had worked really hard to get her dog trained. And then when she got hers, she honestly did the big legwork for us to be able to have our dogs in our school. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in a bit. Like, you know, I had two options at the point be super annoyed that someone else was coming in with their dog or be like, man, thank you for paving the wave with me. Like, and I think the other part is that she included me in it. Like she knew I had mine. She was like, hey, so I got this permission. Where where do you want to do yours? And I'm like, thank you. Like how many other times do we watch somebody trample, like trample over somebody else to get what they want? Um, or feel threatened. Right. Yeah. Because therapy is my game. And now what are you doing in my space? I, you, Gosh, the maturity and the, and you got it together. Yeah. Keep going with this story. I am loving it. And not every day do I have it together. Like, I think that's the other part is I get to have those little moments, but then you got to check yourself, right? Like, um, so I like just, she goes through all these points. Be grateful for what you have is the old rule. And the new rule is be grateful for what you have and demand what you deserve. Um, and I use our um, ask a position statements for this and our ask a mindsets and behaviors and the ethical standards. And then also plug our state, you know, leadership um, because like I said, as counselors, we come into our roles and a lot of times it's not what was written out for us in college and what we think we were doing. And we could all say like, no, we will stand to this and we're going to do this. But that's not true. We're, we are carers and we are human nature and we want to help everyone out. And so we will do whatever someone asks us to do. And being able to have a national entity that tells us what it is that we do allows us to go back and say, hey, no, this is my ask a position statement. And it's not just my opinion this is what professionally I need to do. And um, I do think one of the things of not coming in as an educator and being coming in from the professional and corporate world before makes me go, no, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. Like we're, you ain't going to walk on me for this. You know, government might walk on me, whatever, but here's what that's I'm profound. What that's profound. What you were saying is you have that to fall back on to, for everyone to understand that this is, this is, our organization that tells us that we are leaders within our educational system, not just our opinion. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think like we use state testing for our education part and we use, you know, this is our standards to let every student across the United States is getting the same exact thing. 
Well, as counselors, we have the same exact thing too. Like every school should have the same kid. All of our kids should be getting the same things because of the fact that our school counselors are nationally organized as well. And I think that that's how we make sure we have that consistent. And so when you demand what you deserve, it's not saying like, oh, I hate my job and I'm not doing what's right. It means, no, like this will make the whole system better at some point. Mm -hmm. And so standing up for that will help with that. Um, That's really good. Yeah. And then I also put in a little part here about boundaries, because I think, like I said, as school counselors, all we want to do is help and being able to stand up for ourselves. And I always tell people, I like to have the boundary settings or like rumble language, which is what Brene Brown teaches. I have my go-to phrases there. And I think as counselors, one of my biggest pet peeves is someone saying, so what I hear you saying is, and I know that's right. And that's so smart, but that triggers me for some reason. But when I have those rumble statements, like, tell me more about that. Or where's your passion in that? Um, Or what is it you would like to see? It makes me, I don't want to say like disassociated with it, but it gives me that background to like not have my emotion in it. So when you think about when you're working with teachers and they're super frustrated with a kid, if I'm able to keep my emotion out of it, because I'm just as frustrated, Mm -hmm. then we can both handle it and we can kind of get through it. And so being able to ask more. Yeah. So I can, I'm putting you on the spot here. But can you like share an example of that? Like, can you come up with some hypothetical situation of how you might use that? Yeah. So like, especially with kids' behaviors, um, I think a lot of us counselors are the the people that get sent the kids when they're crying. And that's my biggest pet peeve because here's the deal. I love to cry. It's my favorite thing in the world. I'll cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm mad. I cried all times. And my admin and my superintendent know like, you're going to have to talk to me while I'm crying at times because that's who I am. It, crying is an emotion. It's releasing from your body. And when we're sent those, just those kids, we can't really help all the other kids. And so I just went off on a tangent there. Sorry. But when you come back time to talk to a teacher or especially when kids are doing things that they don't, that are uncomfortable. And I think about our behavior plans a lot. You know how many times you implement a behavior plan or you come up with these point systems for kids and the teacher's like, well, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. It feels like they're not doing anything. But if I look at my data, it shows, no, we did accomplish a little bit more here. Or sometimes being able to come back with hat in hand and say, nope, we this is not working. You are right. They are absolutely doing nothing. Like, and reevaluating it. And so using our language in that point of like, tell me more about that. Or when they say they're not doing anything, what is it you would like to see them accomplish in the day? Um, so that way it's also that clear expectations of what both of us want. I want the kid to be able to stay in the classroom because that's how they're going to get their, the knowledge because I'm not going to be able to teach them math, mm-hmm. but you want them to be, to be able to finish the worksheet so you can tell that they've done, they've mastered that thing, the competency or whatever. Like, where's our middle ground? How do we measure that between the two of us? And then how is it that we benefit for that kid for that to understand? And so I think especially when you're coming, trying to understand what is it we want the kid to accomplish, being able to ask those additional questions and know that it's not personal for both sides and being able to say that to the teacher, like, because it feels personal. Like, I have no doubt in that in my mind that that kid's not doing it because they don't like you. When we come back down to it, those kids aren't doing things because they don't like the human. They're doing things because they don't like something around it. Um, 
Laura, I have to tell you that sometimes Kim and I will be talking to each other and all of a sudden out of nowhere, we have these moments of love for each other that come out of nowhere. And we just like, Kim will say, Oh, I'm overcome. I'm overcome. And it like, I could be fussing and all of a sudden she's overcome with love for me. And I do the same for her. And I just had one of those moments with you. Like I am overcome. Did you? you? Yes. Did you? No, I'm watching you have it. Okay. That's overcome. But I do love Laura, but I know what you're feeling. Yeah. It's like everything you're saying is the wisdom. Like this stream of wisdom coming down on my head. Like it is. Yes. And you're saying it so well, Laura, what you're saying, you're saying it so, so very well, almost, uh, you know, it's things that we hear and we say, but just the words, you're, how you're saying it. Yeah. Like I'm overcome. If you're, if you're listening and you, <clears throat> And you missed what was just said, what Laura just said. I feel like you need to back this up about a minute and a half back and listen again, because what you said was so important and so good. So keep going. <laughs> I just think, and also again, going back and being able to say like, I don't know either. Like a lot of times as counselors, we have a little bit of a back page or we get to know a little more of the kid's story, especially yeah. When I think about big behaviors, a lot of times those are my kids that I know their trauma or, and I may not know all of it by no means, but as counselors though, we also walk that really horrible, weird, fine line of that's not our story to tell and how much do I let it in and how awful that is. And so trying to figure out how do I also convey this with the people around so that way this kid knows that their story is theirs, not for me to tell, but that we are also still using that empathy to help understand that kid. It's a horrible fine line. And I think showing up and being vulnerable and just admitting that to your teachers and just saying like, I don't know, or just try to keep in mind, like, this is what this kid's gone through, or we don't know everything this kid's gone through, just kind of keeps reminding them. And not that they don't know it, but they're in the trenches every day and they've got all the kids in their room. And I mean... I go back to like, I'm not a, I'm not a teacher. I was not a classroom teacher. I would not have been good as a classroom teacher. I am a great individual. I am a great fun. Like I just, that structure, I don't do well and that's okay. Some of our kids also don't do it well. And so we just have to find that middle ground and be okay in the unknown too. So I, so the other, so the next one would be like, wait for permission to lead was the old rule lead from where you are. Um, Abby talks about when she scores a a goal, like she points to whoever passed her the ball. And I think that when you start to find those people around you and you start to feel safe and confident in where you are, you're able to do that better. Um, and so I just think about, like I talked about Missoula and her dog, like I do have the option to be like, Oh, how dare, but why would I, when we've still both got what we wanted, we are helping our students and it's just been kind of the greatest thing. And when I'm confident enough in myself to know like, though, this is what I deserve. She's not walking on me. This is how we're doing this together. Then we're able to do that. And so I always talk about starting small and start from your strengths and build from that. And so I have, um, you know, there are some teachers that I just click with a lot easier than others. And so I may start with a tiny idea and start it with them. And then when they see success there, then I feel more confidence in it. And I'm able to build it out from there and go bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and so using those strengths. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's that is that that 
is what a leader does is exactly what you're saying. And you can't be intimidated. You can't take everything personal. You know, you're looking at others around you and just like the, the therapy dog, that's, you know, you, you're exactly right. And we see that we see it in ourselves. We see it in others. And we talk, we remind each other constantly. We remind our, our listeners constantly, we can be upset about that therapist that's coming in, or we can say, welcome aboard. That's just one more advocate for the students because we have plenty to do. So that, I think that is a huge game changers when we let that go. When we let that possessiveness, these, this is my world. Don't step into my world. We let that go. That's huge. And then I thought the other part of building that confidence with uh, your, your, those that you know are going to give you honest feedback or those that you feel comfortable in sharing and then getting their opinion and growing from there. We do that all the time with one another. Like, how do you think this will work? And then you share it a little further and then some really good nuggets there, Laura. Yeah. So then that goes on, fades right into the old rule of being against each other and the new rule of being for each other. Um, point to who set you up. And when we provide safe spaces for all, it's easier for others to show up. And so when I, this year is the first year, I would say it's the first year. We've always had little behavior plans, but I feel like we are like really implementing some great behavior plans in the middle school, which I think is hard for middle school because a lot of people think that's elementary mentality, but also these kids still don't have a prefrontal cortex. And so, and I'm sorry, as adults, we all work for our paycheck. We all like if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Like we love rewards. And so reminding us, our teachers have been able to really attach to it this year and just be in the right mindset, I think maybe for it. And so when we point to who set us up and who built those things for us to do, then we're able to push each other in it and be more comfortable in it. And when we, then when we don't work or when it doesn't work, if we've already felt safe in the success of it, we can be safe in the challenge of it and the like nope that didn't work what can we do next because then they see that there's effort on both sides too um and then I talk about like you know I have been incredibly blessed my high school counselor is um one of my best friends she I babysat her growing up she Miss Ashley Wick she is dynamic she was school counselor of the year when like she is as organized as they come the paperwork is all beautifully right there I am not that person. I will never be that person. Um, but we work so well together because of the fact that like she will organize this, this, and this, and I can go talk to everybody or I can, like, she's not a person to stand in front of somebody. And Kim, you know this. I'm like, hand me the mic. We got this. <laughs> We're going to um, sing this together. <laughs> yes. um, but she knows all the things. Like she is so incredibly organized and smart and just like has this gumption to go do things. Um, and so being able to play those things all together has been what's so fun and important. And then also like when you have, a, especially in a rural community, I think it would be the same in a big community, but I also a little bit harder. When we work for each other, we're able to, to build up each other's programs too. And so knowing like my elementary school counselor, Miss Blanche, she is dynamic. She's been there. She's retiring this year. I mean, devastated, but we'll figure it out. Like, I know what she's teaching our kids. I know what she's doing in her classrooms. So then when the kids get to me, I know what to do next. Like she set me up. And then 
Miss Wick and I work a lot on that eighth grade to high school transition. And so then I know my kids are just going to be just as successful under her because we're all friends and they're all doing the thing. So we could, again, we can go back to that comparison of like, oh, like she has this dynamic Facebook and no one follows my, my Facebook, which is, you know, for the first year, I'm like, like, why, how dare that? Like, I was here first. Why can't she not? But okay, what middle schooler is going to be on Facebook? Because evidently Facebook's not cool anymore. And I don't really want them on Facebook, if we're being honest. And then be like, who cares? Like, look how great her Facebook is. That's how she gets her scholarship stuff out. That's like, she is just so dynamic. And so being able to take that back to you, be like, all right, if that's what's really going to find you, and if you're going to let that be a thorn in your side and ruin that relationship, that's not remotely helpful. And I don't know. And just before, like, she's just so stinking dynamic. And I've been really lucky in that. And um, yeah, I can't say enough about that, but you can easily get trapped in that. And I'm not saying you don't like, you can have your little pity parties. That's a hundred percent how we should do it. Find someone to complain to, and then buckle up to see what we can all succeed next. Talk about collaboration queen. Yeah, really. That you've got it. You've got that, that peace and looking at what others do well and not letting that jealousy stop you or hold you back or that's amazing. Always oh, taking the challenges. I there have been rough years. I mean, I'm in my sixth year as counselor and it has been nothing but growth and learning and all of it. Um, and again, I've had to do a lot of self-care parts too, of figuring out a lot of times it's not the system, it's me. And it's what I'm interpreting, which Brene talks about. And she talks about one time she met with Oprah and Oprah like didn't hug her goodbye. And she was like, she hates me. That was awful. That was, she did not like that. And the next time Oprah was like, no, like that was not remotely my thought because we have those thoughts in our heads. That doesn't mean they're actually true. Um, we say that all the time. We say that all the time. Don't we, Laura? I mean, we just, do. we can't, um, it's, I guess, human nature just to like take, go worst case scenario maybe. And we don't know what the other person's thinking. We can't think their thoughts for them, but we do a really great you job. You are frozen. Oh, I'm I so am- glad it's her and not me. No, I'm you frozen. and I could go ahead. She's frozen, and I am could not be happier. Look at her there. Can you see her? <laughs> I'm just saying her hair looks dynamic. So, Laura, what we were what we were saying is that to take people at at face value and not get into the did they mean what right. does that you know were they what was that look about and and sometimes we've even said when we if we may have wronged someone and you apologize, you move on. It's up to them whether they take that or they don't take that. Um, so I think that is all, is very freeing when you let all yeah. of that go mm-hmm. and uh, just take people at face value because you can guess and you can speculate. You can keep yourself up at night saying, why did I say that? How did people take that? Well, you know, it is what it is and you move forward. Or what did that emotions out of the way? Just like you were saying with Brene Brown, like you can think, okay, what did, why did she look at me like that? Why did, why did that happen? And it could just be that she ate something bad and got food poisoning like Kim and I both did. Or, you know, maybe we don't know what they've got going on in their life. And Kim tells me all the time to fix my face. It doesn't mean I'm thinking the other person is an idiot. It just means my face is like resting, you know? Oh, my biggest you, pet peeve is someone says, you look so stressed or what's wrong? And I'm like, 
just because I'm not jumping off the walls right now doesn't mean anything is wrong. Like I can't fix this. This yeah. is mine. Like my bad, but I'm <laughs> uncomfortable with my face. I don't really know what else to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, one of the old, the other next old rule, it would be to play it safe, pass the ball. And the new rule is to believe in yourself and demand the ball. Um, and you know, her adult book talks about, you know, believe in yourself, stand up and say, give me the ball, give me the job, give me the same pay of the guy that next to me that gets the, the same pay that the guy next to me gets, give me the promotion, give me the microphone, give me the oval office, give me the respect I deserve and give it to my wolf pack too. And that's where I always go back to, like, that's why it's so important what I, that I know what my elementary counselor is doing, what I do, and then what my high school counselor is doing. And we've been really lucky. We're doing this brilliance project. Um, and so we're working on teacher clarity and us counselors have gotten together to kind of work on that same clarity. And, you know, what is it that our K through four is doing? What is it so that we're building on those skills each time we go up, just like you do for math and you do for everything else. So then that way we're doing the same for our emotional intelligence, but we're not, it's not just like, look how great the middle school counselor is. Look how good the school counselor, you know, it's look how great all of our counselors are. And so also that goes back to where you advocate for your time and you advocate, you value your time and your role, um, which also can be really hard. So how many counselors are just the de-escalation person or the person who always responds to just one specific kid because they're the person that can do that best well, that's not safe and that's not great because we are a team. And what happens when I'm not there that day or when that person's not there that day? Like, so being able to also give up the ball, I think is also an important part of it as well. And then that's also how you can value your time and keep in your role too, because that's just as hard to say, you know, like one of the things that I've, reasons I'm not great at counseling or like classroom lessons is because I'm like, well, if we have an escalation or I'm needed at that moment, then I won't be there for that. But someone else can do that. I am not the end all be all. I love to think that I am, but I'm not. And so I have to be able to value that so I can get all students and not just the 10 students who are escalated or, you know, like, and so that's really hard, but you have to believe in yourself and that you do that. And then that's actually where I plugged in the rumble language, the story that I make up. I'm curious about, tell me more. Um, that's not my experience. I'm wondering, help me understand, walk me through that. Um, tell me why this doesn't fit or work for you. And so again, like I said, having those things in your back pocket helps you take your emotion out of it, which I think is where we get into a lot of conflict is when our emotions get into it. Well, and it's so powerful too, what you said, because if we, if we limit ourselves and say, well, I can't, I can't do classroom lessons because what if these people need me? We are not equitable then because we are serving 10 students rather than our whole student population. And, you know, that's that goes against our ASCA ethical agreement. We are to provide uh, equitable services to everyone. So and then also um, what a pressure reliever whenever you realize <clears throat> that there are other people. And, and what a great thing that you're doing for that student too, because they're not dependent on you. And I've said this in a previous episode, but we had to choose a word for our school year. And my word was empowering because I felt like if I could empower a student, they would not be dependent on me. They would understand that they're equipped with the coping skills or, you know, they, 
if I can empower them, then it's almost like parenting, how you work yourself out of a job as a parent. That's your goal. That's kind of our goal too, is to work a child where they're not dependent on us and they do feel empowered to solve their own problems and stuff. But Laura, I I think that's next level. I think that's your next level up from, I think counselors as counselors, uh, and I've been there and you, I think as you grow, you realize I don't have to have this hero complex. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's a fix when you, you know, it's a brain fix for yourself. You're the hero when you can swoop down and solve this situation. Right. And uh, you kind of play that role of the hero and, you know, you have your cape on, you run in to save every, every, and, and really that's where all of this, what we're talking about, being able to allow others in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times other people can do and want to do. We just don't allow because we're so, you know, this, this is my boundary. This is what I do. And uh, I think a big aha moment for me, or it was just really good to hear somebody voices. And I, um, I can't remember the name of the guest we had on at that particular time, but it was one of the things she said was find somebody else. Not every student's going to connect with me. Mm-hmm. And be okay with that student connecting with another teacher or the custodian or whoever they can connect with. It doesn't always have to be you and to be okay with that. So a lot of this is just, this is my territory and I'm not giving it up. And it sounds like today we're kind of saying, give it up, mm-hmm. let other people be. And I think it shows great leadership as, as a, as a person you are saying, I am, I can't do everything. I need your help. Well, and it's still yeah. an extension of your school counseling program. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're still meeting your goals. You're and, advocating for right. that student. You're just not the one that's going to physically do it. Yeah. And that hero moment comes with a price too, because, you know, it may feel good in the moment to solve the problem and be the hero, but the pressure that comes with it to where you feel like you can't take a day off or you can't take a moment and you can't, you've got to be there because you are the hero. That's a huge price. And it so is. to have those other people and, yeah. um, you know, to recognize their strengths. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. You have really gave us a lot of, you're giving us a lot of nuggets, Laura D. This is some good stuff to chew on for counselors to think about. I'm, I listen. I can, I feel it myself. There are, there are so many things that I'm hearing. I've got to improve on. So I know. Just, it's so you know, you timely. Here. Yeah. yeah well, and I think that's the other part is just know, like we aren't, nobody's perfect at this because you're right. How many times does it make you do feel like the hero when you run in and you want to be that hero. But then the other part is like, when you come back down to the nuts and bolts of it, like that kid, the reason they may be escalating is because they don't have a ton of that trust with other humans so why wouldn't we want them to have another adult in their corner or for them to know they have that other adult in their corner? Not just me, mm-hmm, not yeah. just their classroom teacher. Like they've got multiple yeah. ones and so yeah, then yes. that'll grow. And, and let's be yeah. honest, we're at a point in history right now where we are realizing the school counselor cannot handle the, all of the SEL issues going on right now with, and it's, it's, it's a national issue and uh, some school systems are getting it right. Mine, my school system's getting it right. Other school systems are getting it right. Some are behind, 
But you need all the people at play now. The teachers have got to understand uh, mental health and all the coping skills now because it's past us now. Whether you wanted to be on this boat or not, it's a we're all on it. We are we may be leading or the cutting edge of this, but it's going to have to be a lot more than school counselors involved now. So, so this is this. If you can't change with it, I think you said something about change earlier. It's yeah. going to be very difficult for you if you are not allowing or open to other people coming in because it is happening. It has to happen. Yeah. So one of the the next old rule would be that you lead with dominance and you create followers. When the new rule is lead with humanity and cultivate leaders, um, claiming art your power and being along and bring along your full humanity, clear the way for others to do the same because what our families, our companies, and what the world needs now is nothing more and nothing less than exactly who we are. And so, you know, you talked about teachers needing to be on board with SEL. I have to chuckle because sometimes our teachers are so uncomfortable by it, but also they're so good at it. Like, like I think when they first hear it, it's like, now I'm going to have to provide therapy for this. No, like if it gets too deep, you tap out. Like that's even what counselors do. If it's too much for us, we tap out to local therapists. Like it's just creating more connection and empowering our teachers to be able to do that. And our teachers are dynamic in their relationships. I mean, otherwise they couldn't be teachers. Like, cause how else do you manage your classroom? And so empowering them to know that they're doing all the right things or like they're the ones that are, they're my frontline workers. They truly hundred percent are because they're the ones that are with them all the time. And so also coming to them and saying like, I don't really know either, but I also want you to know you're not alone in this. Like I won't answer this perfectly every time and I might mess this up, but I also don't want you to feel like you're on your own boat in this because that's terrifying as well. Um, and I think that really starts with who our leaders are. Um, my principal, I got a new principal this year. They're dynamic. My principal, the last couple of years has been, she is truly one of my favorite human beings in the whole entire world, Heather Hunley. And I mean, she just taught me to come hat in hand. She didn't always have the answers. Like she had way more answers than I was ever ready for. But even when she didn't have the answers, I knew she was right next to me, helping me look them up. Um, and I think when you look at leaders and people who do that, like that's what you want is somebody who's going to be standing next to you and maybe not have the answer, but will answer you in it. Um, my superintendent, I'm incredibly blessed with amazing admin in my district, our superintendent, my curriculum director, like, you know, I was really worried. I messed up a 504 yesterday. And next thing I know, he's calling me. Nope. You've got like, here's where we're at. This is what you're doing. Fantastic. Do like that, that I can get a hold of them, that they answer me. Um, and that they know me. Um, when I took in foster kids, like my admin saved me, like my whole identity was being a school counselor. And the next thing I know I was taking care of kids. And I don't know if you know this, I know you two do, but you have to feed them like three times a day and <laughs> like all these things. And they just took care of me, but also knew that my identity was wrapped up as a counselor. And so they still let me be my counselor, but also just teamed up with me and just made sure I was taken care of. And when you do that, I think that that allowed me to show up even on days where I didn't feel like I could show up because they also were able to look at me and be like, hey, thanks for showing up today. You're doing great. Like, so having those people around, it's just, it's dynamic. And really, I know we've got a lot of listeners and we've talked to a lot of folks who don't have that. And um, 
There's no easy answer for that. And we've never been able to answer that for them other than to say, you have your ask a position, you, you know, be, build as much as you can those relationships up, but there's no really easy answer. Um, but it is like you hit gold and Laura and I both attribute so much to our, our, it's not hers anymore, but uh, Karen Pinion is our over the school counselors. And we were terrified when we started going down this road that was not school. It was not school. We were on our own speaking. We were on our own. And our whole school system got in behind us and said, the, and that shows that we're not intimidated. You know, you're speaking at this national level. Yay for you. We're excited for you. That makes us look good. And to get that secret sauce as a leader and even ourselves to get that secret sauce of encouraging what you're talking about, the wolf pack, saying we're all in this. You can do it. Good for you. You're doing a great job, teacher. You're, you know, for each other, too. I think that's just that incredible. But then I have others. Uh, another educator called me two weeks ago, and she said that their principal will not even listen, won't even listen. Is affronted if if another suggestion is given, and I don't know what to. I never know the answers for that. Other than, it's great to have a great leader. It makes all the difference in the world. And I hear you saying that. I don't know what the answer is, but a lot of this wolf. While you were talking about this, Laura, I couldn't help but think about Karen and uh, how she pushed us, pushed us in the very beginning. And, and we were like, how are they going to take this? But she's like, you go girls. This is makes everybody look good. Yeah. Oh, well you, Kim, you set me up for the perfect and the final old rule and new rule. The old rule is that you're on your own. And the new rule is that you're not alone. You've got your wolf pack. And I think, you know, when you talk about not having supportive admin, I think if you can find teachers or other people in your district that support you and know what you're doing. So good. Then, That's good. That's good. And you're not alone. And I think, oh, that I mean, I can't, like, that makes my heart hurt because I do, how much fear I had coming into this year with the new principal, um, the community that I grew up in, like, I don't always understand why I'm completely tied to the school other than I know that this is my school and that you know, what does that look like? And having that fear, but also knowing like I have people in my corner. Um, even if my principal came in and was awful, which thankfully he's not like by no means, like I knew I had teachers that were on the same page as me and I knew I had, I had some people. And so being able to build off of that. And so I truly believe in joining your state entity of, you know, Kansas School Counseling Association, you know, whatever state you're in, find that counseling association, school counseling association, I would think because, well, counselors are counselors, school counselors, we have a crazy amount of domains that we are covering and just the weirdity of that and, and be active in it. Like you don't have to be on the state board, but I just think about, and like, this is where I'd love, like you two are literally in my presentation because, you know, I got to go to the national meeting and meet you two and just your excitement and your chemistry together remind me like, man, why am I not collaborating with more counselors? Like they know what I'm doing. Why wouldn't I be able to like, we push each other when we're at meetings. Why wouldn't we push each other in our schools? 
And so having those counselors that you know to reach out to, um, Laura, I mean, I even reached out to you guys last year, you had sent out a resource and I was like, I don't know, I fit through eighth grade. Does this seem silly? Could I do this? And you're like, oh, here are three samples, try this and then tell us what you think. Like, oh, I think our counselors, that's our hearts. And so when you start to build up those people in your back corner, like it doesn't feel so scary or so alone. And then you can keep going and just, you're all in the same battles together. And it goes back to that too of like, Oh man, Kim's school counselor of the year. How dare she? Like, I can't be friends with her. She knows what everything she's doing. Well, that's not true. Like Kim's great, but she messes up just as much as the next person, but she still shows up. Laura will say more. Go ahead, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) But let me like, let me show up for her too, because I guess that's the other part is like when Kim's getting it, Laura's getting, you know, like that's the other part. My best friend, Mallory just got Kansas school counselor of the year. I took the day off so I could go see her get it. Because also we've never surprised her with anything in our lives. Like I've known her since high school and we had our friend come up with us and we just surprised her. And like seeing her students and how excited they were, knowing all the work that she puts in and all the time that she does, like it's exciting. And you want to see those other people succeed those things because then if you do ever get it, then they'll be there for you. But if not, then I also got to sit in with a small group that she was doing. I'm like, man, like. This was really easy. All she did was pull those guys in, just talk to them real quick. Like, I can do this. Um, yeah. So I think just the, yeah, you're not alone in this. It feels alone. Absolutely. I think that's a game changer. What you're saying is, I think it's a game changer because um, if your pack is just another person and then if it can grow, it can grow, but you need somebody else who understands school counseling because nobody else does exactly what we do. And you need somebody to check you and say, oh, you are, yeah, you're you're headed down a slippery slope there, my friend. Back it up or think about how you're going to say that. And, you know, that's what Laura and I do for one another is like, what's our next step now? Okay, you you said this is your lesson. How could you do that a little bit better, easier, more time efficient, whatever? You need that person. Well, I think especially if you have admin that aren't necessarily on board with what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Lucky to, to be able to, to say like, hey, I'm going to, this is what I'm thinking. Would you agree or disagree? And even if they disagree, I can go back and be like, well, here's what my asking position statement is. But then to have a counselor to, to validate that too of like, I don't know, should I, do I need to report this? What would my next steps, what would you do in this situation? And all every school we do that all the time, don't we? Laura? Should I report this? What should I do here? Even if we know the answer, even if we already know the answer, it's just really good to have the other person say, "You know that you know the answer." Yeah, and while every school is unique, there is another counselor out there that has some similarities as you, and so finding those people too. And so, like, it can't just be like you know, you go to a state conference and you only sit with the people, like the girls that you came with or the guys you came like. I'm not sitting at another table. Open yourself up because then you get other resources and that's how you become a stronger counselor. So good. I'm just like soaking it all in because it's everything that you said. I'm I'm trying to apply it to my own situation and thinking. That's exactly what I was doing. I was like, this is, it was very applicable what you were saying to everybody because it's yeah. hitting everybody. This is exactly what we're dealing with and, and how, how we can look at ourselves and improve. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, and I go back to like, it's not easy. Like, I think the other part is like, I don't have all the answers. 
I'll tell you, there are probably some people that would say, no, like she doesn't show up like that at school at all. But like, I try and I want to do well and I want, I want my kids to succeed. And I think I would like to think there's not a single person that would say, I don't want my kids to succeed. And so I think that when you come back down to the roots of it all, like I had someone one time tell me, like, if you were asked in the court is what you did was right. I always think back to like, I think that they would stand there and say, no, I was trying to do what was best by kids. And so coming back to the, to the nuts and bolts of it, like, I think as long as I'm trying by kids and I believe in their success and then I think we'll all be okay. Absolutely. Nobody's got it perfect. Yeah. Uh, nobody has all the answers. I don't care how long you've been doing it. We all make mistakes, but hearing just validating that I think is huge. I think that is huge. Well, thank you so much. For joining us and taking time away from your busy day and talking to us. This has been fantastic. This is so good. So I appreciate the wisdom and nuggets that you have shared with us. Are you kidding me? This has been a dream experience. I can't even like, I mean, I had to go interrupt my teacher friend and be like, guess what? I just got this message. I cannot believe like I, I mean, I might've flipped out. So this has been a dream. You're such a great encourager. That's such a gift because you really do encourage us and it you make us feel so good. You guys are amazing. Thank you for all that you do. Hey, Laura, if Thank anybody so wants much. to get in contact with you, do you want to share your contact information? My personal email is uh, lauraD42 at gmail.com. We need the world to recognize the value in you. And so absolutely. I think there's going to be great things to come. And I tell you, one of the things is your, your bubbly personality. People love joy. They need it. They, and, but you're not only bringing the fun, you're bringing the content. And so we're going to be watching your career with bated breath. Is bated breath a thing? It's a thing. What is the breath doing when it's bated? Oh, I looked it up once. Um, and that's weird that I you can't did. remember. I did. We, I think we've had okay. this conversation before. Have we? It's okay. eagerly or anxiously, as they in holding one's breath. That's what the bait is. It's the restrain. Okay. I'm going to hold my breath and watch your career. Yes, you're amazing. Kim, I would like to make a motion. Yes. Motion adjourned. I really okay. don't know. Go. Um. My motion is that we pack up and move to Kansas so that like you could be the high school counselor. I could take that elementary job since her elementary counselor is retiring. And, and clearly that high school counselor, clearly by being counselor of Kansas, we could, I could just scooch her over. Well, uh, okay, maybe that's not a great plan, but. Okay. Back up the plan. Maybe, hey, maybe. let's move Laura out here. Okay. That works. I bet Kansas would be very upset with us, though. I bet they would, too. But I just feel like we need a shot of her every single day. Like, she is, I just don't even know. Like, she's amazing. You froze and were not with us. Uh-huh. And I sat there and a tear ran down my eye thinking if it was just she and I. Like, How if we were, it. yeah. And I know that you will not take that hurtfully. I mean, it with all. No. no. So do you think that anybody would notice if I just quietly backed out of the counselor? Well, like she's podcast? just here. Like and one of those. Her? 
Because yeah, she had just like one like of those television say, shows, like a new person's playing that part. Right. And she could just, she could still say, hey, I'm Laura. And you say, I'm Kim. And this is the Counselor Access Nobody podcast. would know. Nobody, Nobody would know. Would except know. they'd be like, something happened to Laura. And she has gotten lots more wisdom. And she is just lots better than she used to be. Well, that could happen. See, and that's just a bonus for everybody. I feel like it is my duty to the school counseling community to do that. So that's the plan now. I'll sign off. So, uh, Laura, as you know, was this energy that was so encouraging. When you're up and you're speaking and uh, you're getting ready to speak, you know, your nerves can be on edge and all these folks are coming in. This was a really big session and of folks. and uh we were it was in texas and playing that music and just trying to get everybody pumped up and she just joined right in there and jumped up there with us and was singing and and i just i thought i love this top personality yeah and i admire that so much well i think that this is possibly well i know it's our best episode of 2023 of course, we only had two episodes, but and it was also, just us. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I do feel like this is one of the most important episodes that school counselors can listen to. So I hope that you will listen to this and then share it with a school counselor friend, because I just really think that there are so many things that Laura said that are so important for us to hear. And uh, introduced us to some some next reads, I think. Yeah. Yep. So she gave her contact information. If you would like for her to present this for your faculty and staff or your school counselor group, then you know how to get in touch with her. I think that would be a great thing because she was so fantastic. So contact her. All right. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can watch these sometimes on YouTube. It's according to how her hair looks. It's according to how Laura looks. It doesn't matter how fantastic I look. Right. It's a bad hair day for her. You're not going to see it on YouTube. Yep. Um, and you can rate and review these podcasts because that definitely helps other school counselors find these and you can subscribe. So then you'll always know when we drop a new episode, we hope that you have a great week. 